On today's show, our special returning guest is Kathy Kingen, co-owner of Salty Seafood Grills and also a nutritionist. We've got closures like the shocking announcement of pesos on Lower Queen Anne, as well as openings and reopenings. We have news you can use, like the new Chef Plus Together Seattle event that raises funds to help immigrants, a wine retirement, and a silver medal for a Walla Walla beer. It's all coming up on the Seattle Dining Show. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Salty Seafood Waterfront Restaurants. Visit them on the water at their Alki, Redondo, and Portland locations. Hello, this is Duke Mosgrave from Duke's Chowder House, and welcome to the Seattle Dining Show. Coming to you live at the Test Kitchen Studio high atop Queen Anne Hill, it is time for the Seattle Dining Show. Join us as we explore news about Northwest restaurants, take a look at upcoming events, discover new kitchen tips you can use at home, dive into great recipes, and much more. And now, here's your host, the senior editor, Connie Adams, and whoever else just happened to drop by today. Welcome to the November Seattle Dining Show, number 1911. I'm Connie Adams, Senior Editor, and I'm here with Tom Marin. What a surprise, publisher and owner of Seattle Dining. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me on the show today. Well, it is your show. We do we do like to involve you every now and then. Oh, it's your show. <laughs> well, I just case, push the buttons. You do a great job of that, by the way. And keeping the uh, website running. Love that, Mr. Tech. Oh, it's going to be one heck of a fall. It is. We're uh, the uh, firm we use to host our websites is shutting us down, so we got to go well, elsewhere. They're shutting their everybody down, service down, and we got to move. So yeah. that's going to be uh, it's going to be a few days of hair pulling. Yeah, but you know, only for us, and really only for you. Our listeners and our readers will never know that all this look- is going on. I always look forward to those 2 a.m. phone calls to our tech guru. Yeah. Thank goodness he's up that kind of timeline. <laughs> or he is when you need him. Well, you know, it's our November show, obviously, because I've just introduced us that way. And I started thinking about the pros and cons of buying a pre-made holiday dinner. Now, I grew up in a family. Uh, my mom was a good cook. She liked to cook. And no matter how much work it was, she loved the holidays. So... That's, you know, my background. But I don't think anyone has to feel guilty about either spending that much time on a dinner or having somebody else make it and make it easier for you. So what I kind of wanted to talk about were what are the pros and cons of of buying a a meal? What are you losing? What are you gaining? Well, um, I I do enjoy the cooking aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not. Well, yeah, usually while I am doing it, because I'm usually drinking a glass of wine while I'm cooking. And listening to music. (laughs) (laughs) I I get in the kitchen at 8 o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I get the wine out, and then about 9 o'clock, I'm ready to get the turkey prepped. (laughs) I don't believe I've ever seen that happen, but okay. (laughs) Well, you know, the, the cooking aspect, too, I mean, for one thing, you probably have a lot of family traditional dishes, so that's fun to do. You've got control over your ingredients. For us, we like to buy organic, so, you know, we get to do that. And I was thinking, too, that one of the really nicest – well, I had a lot of wonderful times with my mom, but 
there was a point where, being the selfish child and young adult that I was, I would just let her cook the whole dinner for everybody, and I'd sit with my brothers and father and talk. And then eventually I grew up and thought, God, you know, she's in there alone a lot. So I went in one day and said, hey, do you need some help? Do you want me to be your sous chef or your, you know, your prep cook? And she said, where have you been the last 16 yeah. years? grow up. I'm so glad you're here, my adult daughter. <laughs> so we spent, you know, a lot of time in the kitchen, and, and she was so happy because her life was made easy. She was cooking, and I was chopping. You know, and I would clean up after us. Yeah, that's always nice. And so, a chopper and a cleanup. Yeah, and her life was so much easier. And the and we had, uh, you know, we just talked and laughed, and I'm sure we broke out some wine sometime in the afternoon, and it was really a lovely time together. So I think that that is a a wonderful reason to cook at home if you've got family, if you're not doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to not do that, and and here's the other thing I was thinking about. Things change from year to year. You know, there most of the time, like you say, you love to cook, and I like, and I love holidays. I like being home on the holidays. But it might change one year for some reason. You know, we we had a lot going on, and it was busy, or, and it's like, well, why don't we just get something? You know, I think people don't have to feel guilty about doing it, and it may go back and forth every year. I don't think I've ever. Gone out and got a pre-made meal before. No, I haven't either. I think either. I've always cooked them. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't either. So, But I, we also, oh, well, I, don't, I can't speak for you in your earlier life, but certainly as us together, we haven't had a zillion guests over either. We'd probably still do it, but um, sometimes if you're going to have 20 people, maybe it's uh, good to buy some things out. Or, But usually for us, if we did that, if we had people over, they bring something. Yeah, and you, you and know, I disagree on how to set up the uh, the food when we're having that many people over. Yes. I tend to like to put it all up on a counter where people can get their food and then sit down at the table. Yeah. And you tend to like to have a whole bunch of dishes going around the table. Yeah. And I, I, I there's too much juggling for me when I do that. Well, that's a, it is a lot of juggling, but I also think we live in relatively small spaces and if anytime somebody wants something else, they have to jump up and run over to the counter and get, a, you know, it. usually somebody does get up and they bring it back to the table and everybody helps themselves again and they'll put it back. Yeah. But um, I, either way, has its has its issues. What we really need is a serving crew, you know. I mean. Yeah, we need to hire a serving crew. Yeah. Because I, <clears throat> there's a lot of times I just want to, I don't want people to know how many seconds and thirds I'm having. And if I have to <laughs> jump up or grab the, you know. It makes me look bad. But anyway, there obviously, if you're going to go get a meal, there's that ease of just simply picking it up. You can order it in advance. You could even have it delivered. People get a whole, like, Thanksgiving meal delivered? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Or pick it up. You know, um, like Lisa Dupard. Well, I'm not, I think she does the whole meal. There's a lot of people like Lisa who will do. A whole meal, or they'll just do the turkey, or just do a ham, or just do the main thing, uh-huh. and then you got to go figure out what you're going to do about the other stuff. I think she does the whole thing. Mm. So there's people like that. I think the other thing is that to to have a really nice meal on a holiday is important to me, and I think you've got to have trust level in where you're getting that food. Yeah, you know, you've got to oh, yeah. you've got to have maybe used them for something else, or know that everything you've bought, if it's a grocery store, I think you know, Mint Market does stuff like this. Um, 
you know, you've got to know that you like what they produce in their prefab meals yeah. already. Um, certainly restaurants, a lot of restaurants will do this. And if it's a place you like, then you have trust in them because you go there anyway a lot. And then catering firms. Um, the other thing I was thinking. I think I'm going to have Beth's Cafe do my turkey this year. Well, you know, turkey stuffed with an 12 egg omelet 12 egg and omelet. hash browns. Yeah. There's nothing better. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The other I thing. I think I just made Best Cafe a whole bunch of money. <laughs> if they don't jump on this, they're just silly. You know, the other thing I was thinking about as this was passing through my mind the other day was that. The other option you have is using a personal chef. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who will make meals for families for a week, you know, or set you up for a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Corey Cameron, for example, down in Tacoma does that kind of stuff. Right. So if you have someone like that that you've used before, not only would you trust them, but you could also tell them, I want all organic mm-hmm. and I'm willing to pay for that, but here's what I'm looking for and you and you you know the other pre-made meals are going to be something that the restaurant or the grocery store has set up and this is what you're this is what it would include whereas yep. if it was a personal chef you could say i don't want the potatoes i do want the green beans or i don't want you want... use purple potatoes instead of yeah yeah exactly so that's another option too yeah yeah you don't have a lot to say about this, mostly because you would never do it, huh? Well, so uh, in your family, as as a kid living at home, what was your traditional Thanksgiving dinner? Was it, it was turkey, turkeys okay. and, and a, um, stuffing that my mom did put in the turkey, as well as put excess in a little baking dish. Always mashed potatoes and gravy, and gravy right from that turkey roasting. Mm-hmm. Um, the The sweet potatoes... Morphed over the years. I think when we were little, it might have been sweet potatoes with marshmallows on it, but that was never <laughs> big in our. I don't remember. <laughs> neither my brothers or or I are really big on sweets. I think the marshmallows went down fast. And as adults, we found my mom and I found a recipe for sweet potatoes with a bourbon sauce, a maple bourbon Ooh. sauce. So that's that'd be better than marshmallows. Oh yeah, it's, you know you still got your sweetness in there, but um, it's alcohol. Yeah. But of course it would cook off. Right. But um that that was our later thing. We almost never had a salad. Um there were not a lot of greens at our traditional mm, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. We always had uh, cranberry and it was always jellied cranberry. Uh-huh. I think it only went to you know, real cranberry kind of looking stuff toward adulthood again. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have brought that in, actually. Hmm. Um, and well, my dad loved bread, so we always had like, um, uh, what are the like the rolls? croissant rolls? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Oh, croissants. You know, the, but the rolls that you smack on the table, yeah. it's you know, and and roll them up and right. bake them. What am I trying to say? Yeah, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> so, and as it, it, when my dad became not in the picture. From uh, from passing away, um, the bread went away. Mom was never that big on bread. That was a dad uh, thing. Okay. So, what about you? Well, we always had the the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. Um, 
and I guess the sweet potatoes. Um, I don't remember. I think I think there's times we might have had mashed potatoes and sweet. Potatoes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Every year. Um, but you know, uh, then uh, when I moved out of the house and <clears throat> started making Thanksgiving dinners, uh, I moved on to that turkey cutlet dish, and that's oh, my yeah. favorite. And that's my tradition, really. You know? Yeah. Um, it's Talk about what's in there because it is—it's so good. It's uh, turkey breast carved into cutlets. You can have your uh, butcher do that for you, and um, and then you dip them in the in a breading. You make a breading, simple breading. You know, just I use a whole wheat uh, breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. and then uh, I put a sauce over it that has currants and bay leaf and orange, orange zest. Um, I don't remember. Oh, vinegar's in that. Yeah, and uh, it's it's delicious. Oh, and there's parsley in it, and yeah. then the pine nuts. Oh, pine nuts, yeah, yeah, that you toast, I think, and so they really have mm-hmm. that flavor. Should always post toast your pine nuts. Yeah. not post your pine nuts, but <laughs> yeah. really, which whatever you want. It's it's a flexible thing. <laughs> um, I post my pine nuts to the internet. <laughs> And believe it or not, we have not begun drinking yet today. No, it's uh, quite early as we're recording here. <laughs> you know, one of the nice things about that, beyond how incredibly flavorful that dish is, and um, and actually pretty healthy for you, it is um, relatively easy to make, and you can make it for any number of people. Because I do love a roasted turkey. I love that traditional dinner. But when it's just a few of us, you've got turkey forever. You know, yeah. you've got a lot of leftovers, and you and I will do a little leftover, but but we're not big on forever that's a, leftovers. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the cutlets. Yeah. You just buy a couple pounds of breast meat, and you've yeah. got, you know, four or six servings yeah. out of it instead of a 20-pound turkey. That's another thing, too, that's in the news a lot lately about how much food waste there is everywhere, but certainly in the U.S. And if you're not um, composting, mm-hmm. it releases methane into oh. the atmosphere which is another problem so our not only do we waste food but then it causes more climate change Mm. so um that dish is another thing where you can really narrow down just how much you want and buy what you need yeah yeah exactly it's a a good thing so where have you been eating where have i been eating um we uh were gone for a week and a lot of other stuff was going on so i don't have a lot i've got two i went to the new eden hill provisions Mm-hmm. And I've got a story on them. I interviewed Max and, and Jen again um, the other day. So in November. So this is different from Eden Hill. This is down the street from Eden Hill, next right. to the Bartels Drugs on Queen Anne. Yes, in the old <clears throat> Cupcake Royale space. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is put a casual restaurant in where you can, if you're an adventuresome eater, there are some really fun dishes, but you can just get a burger or chicken nuggets if you want and some fries. Um, there's a full bar, and then they ha- they really cater to families. So there's some little rocking horse, uh, rocking horses that kids can ride on while you're waiting to eat, so they're not crazy. And you know, there's the chicken nuggets that he's perfected that they can have, <laughs> and they serve them in a little paper box with fries, so it looks like McDonald's. And his his uh, burger is called the Big Max because his name is Maximilian. Yeah. So um, and it's big. It is. What is it? A ha- it's two half pound patties. Oh, I don't think it's that big. Is it that crazy? Big? I don't think it's that big. It's giant. Yeah, it is big, but I don't think it's a pound. 
But if you go, just remember you're going to get a 20% surcharge on yeah, your bill. Yeah, they are doing that, and they, they have said to me that they would prefer, like many of us, that there weren't even tipping involved, that everybody just priced their food out the way there is, but nobody's accepting that. So they prefer to put a 20% surcharge on, share that between the back of the house and the front of the house, so they have control of it. Because mm-hmm. so, legally, if somebody tips a waitress or a waiter... They don't have any control about that. That person got that money. Yeah. So um, they're doing that. They also have a – you can order the burger online, and I I would assume probably other things, and pick it up. And, of course, there's no service charge on that. Mm -hmm. The other thing you have to be aware of, and it may calm down, but right now we went down at 5 o'clock. I think we talked about this last last month. Mm -hmm. We went down at 5, and they said, we are absolutely can get you in at 8.30. Yeah. So – So we never got in. I, I went in later, but I made a reservation. Right. So the other place we have talked about before, but I ate there again recently, and I just wanted to say grappa up on the top of Queen Anne is just a really – I like the food there. Mm-hmm. This time I had um, scallops piccata. Oh. And I didn't even realize probably I did not read carefully enough because I was with friends and I was talking and laughing. But it did come on a bed of pasta, but it was not one of those two pounds of pasta mm-hmm. things. It wasn't just overwhelming the amount of pasta on the plate, and they, the, the scallops were fairly large, and it was the piccata sauce was really nicely balanced. You know, it had the capers and the butter and the wine. It just, it was very good. Yeah. And everybody was happy with their meal. And I liked that place. Yeah. Yeah. We went back, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. It was real good. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, what about you? you and I got in an airplane and went to Hawaii. Yeah, just to eat. And so uh, we we like to stay up at Kauai because I own a timeshare there, and so we go to Princeville, and we've been watching the restaurant scene there for well, myself two decades, yeah, and you for about fifteen years, yeah, and. Uh, I got to say, I wasn't crazy about the restaurants that we went to. Um, we went to Pizzetta, which is where the old Chuck's. Uh, Chuck's. Chuck's Chuck's Steakhouse was. And that was old school, but I loved that. We went down to the Hanalei Bay Resort to the Happy Talk Lounge because they still, after, I don't know, three or four or five years now, haven't rebuilt their restaurant. Oh, I think it's more than that. Yeah. And it's uh, it's operated by the people at Calypso. We also did go to Calypso, and, you know, there's a lot of deep frying going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the- you know what we did that was really smart? We, we went with another couple this year. And we made up a shopping list ahead of time, and we made a lot of meals. We made every breakfast at home, mm-hmm. and we made four out of the seven dinners we had at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was uh, that was a really smart thing, and it was incredibly economical, and we got top-quality food yeah. as a result. So, and And everybody was happy. It wasn't like, yeah, we'll just stay home. That's okay. We mm-hmm. were happy to be there, and the food, everybody loved every dinner. Yeah. And the... The timeshare has a barbecue, so you did barbecued chicken the last night, which I was dragging my feet on because it was our last night. I kind of mm. wanted to go out, and, you know, it's just chicken. Came out But good. you did a wonderful rub, and it was one of our better dinners, I think. And, and I, I think it was all. that inch an hour rainstorm going from, yeah. the, from the unit over to the barbecue and back. <laughs> and that you did it, it made yourself. made that chicken taste so <laughs> yeah, good. Knowing we didn't have to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So... 
All right, well, uh, let's take a break, and then when we come back, let's uh, look at the latest tidbits from our News Bites file. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by... Collections Cafe at Chihuly Garden and Glass at the Seattle Center. Enjoy Northwest Fair, craft beer, and Northwest wine surrounded by Dale Chihuly's eclectic collections. For more information, go to ChihulyGardenAndGlass.com. Hi, I'm Julia. I live in West Seattle, and I just want to give a shout-out to La Rustica, one of my favorite Italian restaurants in West Seattle. Hi, I'm Roseanne Finkel. And I'm Charles Finkel. We're from the Pike Brewing Company. And you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. We're back on the Seattle Dining Show. I'm Tom Merrin, the publisher. I'm here with Connie Adams, our senior editor and front of the house. Indeed. And we are going to jump into the News Bites segment here. And I uh, just want to remind everybody that there's always more than we can talk about on the show. And you can keep up with all the News Bites by going to seattledining.com and clicking on News Bites. If you use the Twitter, you can subscribe to the Seattle Dining Mag on Twitter, and that will get you the news bites as well. I love it when you say if you use the Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> the, if you use the Twitter that the tweeter used. <laughs> hey, one thing that I just uh, noticed uh, yesterday was that Brian Carter Sellers is joining the other folks in Vancouver, Washington, in that big Oh yeah. Um, Area they're putting in that's going to have down uh, on the river an there. El Gaucho and a hotel and all this stuff. Um, Brian Carter Sellers is going in, but the interesting thing—I mean, that's interesting—but they are also going to be serving house-made soups, salads, flatbreads, and other small plates to complement their wines. That's not anything they've ever done in Woodenville, I don't think. Huh? So that's a whole new thing for them. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about some closures. Uh, as I mentioned in the uh, start of the show, uh, Pesos on Lower Queen Anne. That's been 21 years that Pesos has been there. Yeah, I'm surprised that closed. Yeah. We were in there, what, maybe a month and a half ago. It yeah. was busy. Well, you know, I was thinking about this, and I'm, we're not down there a lot, but every time we've been there, the bar's packed. And, and you know, you make up most of your money on alcohol, so that seemed like a good thing. Maybe the um, dining room isn't busy all that much was it busy the night we were there uh yeah because we were sitting in a dining area yeah. and it was busy yeah so i don't know it, it sounds to me like the lease came up and they decided not to renew or something but hmm. just interesting they did used to have like the smoking deal happy hour maybe they were losing money on. and that smoking happy hour deal was not just in the bar they did that throughout the dining room yeah, yeah. so uh, they weren't ever really charging. And, you know, when we were there last time, you had a poke dish that you thought was quite good. Yeah. yeah. And they had some prawn things that were, I thought, quite tasty. So it's not like they were putting the cheapest things out. Yeah, you know? I always liked the food there. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Hmm. And then kind of as predicted, we talked about this before with Landry's buying RUI. The Seattle Palomino was closed abruptly. And the three Henry's, Bellevue, Soto, and SLU, are all gone. 
as well as the Henrys in Portland's Pearl District. So, so does that mean all the Henrys are gone? No, there's one in uh, the airport. Oh, the one in the airport, yeah, in because Portland I noticed airport. I got their newsletter the other day, and the Henrys logo was still in there, and so was the Stanford's logo. Yeah, I don't know about the Stanford's, I, but the Henrys in Portland, in the Portland airport is still there. So it may be that they have a contract, mm-hmm. and that's not going down, or maybe because it's the airport and there's uh, the Portland airports are actually kind of okay on food, but maybe they, it's just a money maker. You know, maybe they'll always keep the Henrys in in the airport. Yeah, there. I remember I don't know. we were talking to Kathy Casey one day, and she was telling us how tied in the the uh, food service at the airport is to each restaurant. Basically, they can probably run it themselves without going yeah. to the admin yeah. of RUI. Yeah, so that may be what's going on too. Yeah. Of course, she was talking about SeaTac, and this is Portland, but still. Airport's an airport and airport. Yeah. And then um, the Northgate Stanford's was purchased by Ascend Hospitality Group, and they're the ones that have Lincoln Square South Food Hall, um, Ascend Prime Steak and Sushi, and the Portland Seafood Company. So that's going to be renovated, which is… Uh, is it closed right now? I don't believe so. I saw because there's so much going on at the mall. Mm-hmm. They had a huge sign up said we're open during construction. Right. right. So well, that was up before the the bankruptcy got filed. Oh, okay. I don't know. We'll have to check that. So yeah. Uh-huh. Then uh, Sugar Plum Vegan Bakery and Ice Cream on Capitol Hill closed, and the Mercado Stellina near Pike Place Market closed, which is interesting because their Bellevue location stays stays open. Hmm. So. Hmm. And then the, the return we might have mentioned last month, but it is open now. Um, Phoenicia returned. It's in West Seattle, but on 42nd. They used to be down on Alki. Okay. I had a delicious scampi dinner there 20 years ago. Oh, well, then. I want to go back and have it again. Yeah. Let's see if they do it. I ate there not, well, I mean, a year ago probably down on Alki and thought it was good. But we were doing happy hour things, too. It wasn't a yeah. meal meal. No and scampi. Bok bok has opened a new location in the U District. <laughs> and Marjorie, probably not a big surprise, has a new chef de cuisine. They seem to to run through there, and I don't know why. Hmm. I like Donna, and she seems really great. I don't know if it's just that people get a lot of uh, training there and move on or what, but Cheyenne Deloach is there, and he's been in the kitchen working his way up, so he knows what's happening. Okay. And then the Seattle Night Market is back as of November 16th. And you were asking me about the dates yeah. on that. It I, starts on the 16th of November, and the next one is the 20th and 21st of December. Mm-hmm. And then February 15th, March 21st, and April 11th. Yeah. So Free admission. Free admission. It's at the Hangar 30 at Magnuson Park at Sand Point. And each month or each time they do it, they do a different pop-up. November is Hot Sauce Fest. So if you're into hot sauces, check out the Seattle Night Market. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I wonder, I, we'll see how that goes. I mean, they took that out of the ID, and now they yeah. moved it up to Magnuson Park. Or I wonder if all those people are going to migrate up to Magnuson. And I know the, the big deal is that it was outdoors, and now it's indoors. So these are all wintertime well, you can open Dates. up the hangar doors on Hangar 30, and, and it'll get quite cold. Yeah, I don't think you want that. <laughs> I'm thinking people are going to be thrilled not to be out in the rain and the snow. Yeah. So uh, last month, we mentioned that Addo 206 moved out of Batch 206. Mm-hmm. And, and as it turns out, it's a good reason. They're just really busy, and that was always meant to be a temporary thing, but it just ended sooner than they planned. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I think this is so fun. I don't know if you remember this, but Batch 206 founder Jeff Steakin also founded Casa Ubecha. Do you remember Casa Ubecha? Was that down in the market? I don't. I think it was the U. Down on the waterfront. I think it was in the university district. Huh. I seem to remember <coughs> going to to something called Casa Ubecha. Yeah. Um, it was a couple of decades ago that he had it, but he and his Casa Ubecha chef are bringing back some of that food to serve in Batch 206. Betcha it's great. I bet it is. I betcha it is. <laughs> he stole, stole my joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> so another big piece of news is after more than 20 years in Belltown. No, 20 million years 20 million in Belltown. Years. No, it's not true. Belltown wasn't even there 20 million ago. <laughs> um, El Gaucho's flagship restaurant is moving. They're going into the Union Stables building just north of Pike Place Market, and they'll be open the summer of 2020. Uh, the the current El Gaucho will be there until then, so don't don't panic. Let me guess. It's getting bulldozed for a tall building. Um, you know, I don't think so. Hmm. I, I think what they wanted to do, if I'm remembering what the marketing person told me, is that they wanted to do renovations, mm-hmm. and they wanted to upgrade, and it was going to be – Less expensive to just do it in a new spot. Huh. Because they are still negotiating. The last I heard, they're still negotiating on the inn at El Gaucho above the restaurant. Yeah, I was, I was thinking they got that, and then there's the movie theater in there Yeah, off to the, to the north side of the building. And they did an, a renovation on the inn, I don't know, a year or two ago. So they've, they've got money into that, that you know, and it's, it's a going concern. And when you say they're negotiating, does that mean they don't own the property? No, they've got a landlord there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the Tacoma location of El Gaucho just expanded their private dining space, and the and the Vancouver, Washington. We just talked about that new whole waterfront mm-hmm. location. Uh, El Gaucho is opening there in December of 2020. So they got a lot going on. Lots going on with yeah. El Gaucho. And then good news from uh, Walla Walla, the Crossbuck Brewing. Uh, just won a silver medal in October at the Great American Beer Festival, and it is the world's largest commercial beer competition for beers produced in the U.S. Hmm. So uh, Crossbuck's No Pack IPA was the silver medalist out of over 9,000 entries. Wow. So that was kind of cool. And No Pack stands for Northern Pacific because, you know, it's all train stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. Hmm. Um, Northern Pacific India Pale Ale. Yeah. There you go. It's a cross-Atlantic deal. Did you even know that trains went to India? (laughs) I did not. (laughs) Um, Corello, we've talked about before, uh, the owners of Altura, they took over the poppy space, Mm -hmm. and Corello opened on 10-3, and it's their, you know, it's a little bit like Eden Hill, except more expensive. Altura got really fancy and and tasting menus only and very expensive. So with Corello, they're going back to some of their less expensive pasta dishes, things that are faster, more casual. It's still Italian, still what they do very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but So that's open now. And then Duke's Seafood on Fairview Avenue also opened in late October. So that's kind of cool. It's big. It's built to look like the stern of a ship. They've got a private event space for up to 250. That has its own kitchen and patio. And then upstairs, there's a heated patio. So oh. you're right on the water. It's going to be lovely. Nice, nice. Yeah. I and bet it's probably a little more expensive than the other Dukes, huh? 
Well, you know what? I don't think so. I, I looked yesterday at their menu, and it looked like the same thing. Oh, okay. I was actually looking to see what chicken dishes they had because they just went 100% yeah, went organic. organic. And, um, and I didn't actually see any chicken dishes, but the menu was the same, and I was on the South Lake Union location. Huh. So, okay. And it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was, uh, there was another one there, so maybe that was that menu. I don't, but I don't think it is. Hmm. Maybe we should go there someday on a Sunday. Yeah. When we don't have to deal with all the muck. The muck? Down in South Lake Union, the traffic. Oh, yeah. And- yeah. <clears throat> um, in wine news, Jeff and Sheila Jerka have, Jerka, I always say that wrong, of Davenport Cellars have decided to retire. That was always their plan, but... Um, It was kind of a shock. So the tasting room is still open on Saturdays and Sundays through December, and then they will be gone. But in better wine news, Washington State... I I would just like to pause and thank them for being big supporters of Cooking with Class over many, many years. Many, many years. They started attending, and then when they started their winery, they started donating wine. So they come every year... The only year they didn't come was last year, and they were right in the middle of crush, ah. and they couldn't do it. So, um, but yeah, they've been huge supporters. They uh, put together an auction package for us one time, where it was kind of a movable feast around the warehouse district wineries, which was really fun. So they're they're great. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, back to yeah, your the Washington State now has one thousand ten wineries. They hit the over ten thousand. Uh, over a thousand mark of wineries in Washington, but of course, after um, Davenport closes, it'll be a thousand nine. No, it's like, probably two people will apply for a license at that point. It's actually up to eleven hundred now, probably yeah. since that came out. The other uh, inform- piece of information I got at Cooking with Class this year, along with Jeff and Sheila's info, was that Chef Jeff Maxfield, who's been at Space Needle for quite some time, Sky City, and overseeing collections cafe and catering and all that. Um, he is leaving there in November, and he is, and his wife are purchasing Finn's Bistro in Issaquah. Huh. Those people want to retire. Jeff and his wife have always said they wanted to raise their family in a restaurant, and they have kids, and uh, so this was their opportunity. So, wonder if the kids want to be raised in a restaurant. Who Did knows? anybody ask the kids? No. They don't need to know. <laughs> but another nice thing he told me was that, that the people at the Space Needle have been nothing but wonderful okay. about his moving on and helping him do it and happy to tell people about it. So, And um, then there's a, nice a replacement thing. coming into the Space Needle for him, right? Does somebody come No, in? because they don't have a restaurant. Okay. They've never put a restaurant in. I Collections. That I had heard that they just hired a... No, they hired Gavin Stevenson uh-huh. to be the vice president of food and beverage, okay. but he's, he's not really cooking. And that's uh, – we've got Ron, Ronald Holden on this case. He's looking oh, yeah. into this for us. Yeah, that's um, right. But uh, – so we'll know more later. That should be actually in the November issue. So we'll know what's going on there. Um, but it seems crazy to me to hire someone of Gavin's caliber and talent and not put another restaurant in. Yeah, I think, I think they will. There's something, and and as Ronald pointed that out, was to us, a, I don't a large chunk of change to was, let go of. It was a lot of money every year. Yep, that was that restaurant brought in. So it seems kind of crazy. Hmm. So, 
That's the scoop on maybe, News Bites. Maybe Landry's wants to open something up in the Space Needle. Oh, my God. No, they'll close the whole Space <laughs> Needle down before you know it. All right. That's our News Bites. We'll take a little break here. When we come back, we've got the calendar of events that are happening. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Queen Anne Olive Oil. Explore their huge selection of flavor-infused olive oils and balsamics. Mix and match to create some unique taste treats. Take a field trip soon to the top of Queen Anne and experience oils and vinegars in a whole new way. Find more information at QueenAnneOliveOil.com. This is Katie, and I live in Yakima. One of my favorite restaurants is Carousel Restaurant and Bistro in Yakima. Hi, this is Julie from Willamette Valley Vineyards in Salem, Oregon, and you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. Tom and Connie of Seattle Dining, and we are on the calendar portion of our show. Just to let you know kind of what's going on around town, as always, we add things up all the time onto the onto the um, calendar, so please check back and look at that. You can always find it at seattledining.com backslash calendar, but here is what we're thinking about right now. I think we're going to have a whole bunch of uh, Thanksgiving stuff come up on that calendar. Eventually, eventually. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, in case you've never heard of this one before, Seattle Restaurant Week, happening <laughs> November 3rd through the 7th, Sunday through Thursday. Uh, this, is, this year it is three courses for $35. Now, you remember this started off as a 25 for 25 yeah. thing, so, about, what, about two decades ago, yeah. and it kind of grew from there. Now, it's 165 restaurants participating. Yeah, over. Yeah. So And there are some that do the two course lunches for twenty, so oh, that's, that's great right. too. Uh nobody's doing a Sunday brunch right. included in that package. So. But that's fun. And we we talked about this last year. We did one and, and we just wanted to remind everybody that thirty five bucks for three courses is a really good deal. You start adding alcohol in and you've got a very expensive evening. Yes, yeah, and remember <laughs> we had a, about a two hundred dollar check by yeah. the end of the night. Yeah, but that says nothing we about how we that drink. Much. No, we actually didn't, but, but there it was, was I know there was a service charge and yes. there was And the drinks, the cocktails were seventeen dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Wednesday, November sixth at six PM, there's a six course late harvest supper at Hollywood Tavern. It's $85 per person plus tax and grat. Uh, their space is very limited, so you need to make reservations and do it fast. Uh, this is a sample menu, but it could include endive with smoked trout and herbed cream cheese, fried ground elk and risotto cakes topped with mushroom sauce, venison tenderloin, and the like. Basically, they're doing game meats and fresh harvest produce, so that could be very interesting. Mm. And it is bow and arrow season, so maybe some of these were taken down with bow and arrow. You'll have to ask when you're there. Hmm. Uh, Saturday, November 9th from 7 to 9.30 p.m., this is going to be a wine-pairing dinner cruise with nine hats on waterways cruises. Only a a two-and-a-half-hour cruise? Hmm. That's what they all are, yeah. Okay. Uh, It's going to be $112.95 per person, 21 and over only, 
And, of course, when I say 112.95, that does include service and port fees and tax. Uh, let's see. They're going to have uh, those lovely nine-hat wines, which are award winners. Yep. Uh, they will be paired in a three-course dinner by the executive chef. It's going to depart from the 2441 North Lake Way location with the boarding starting at 6.30 p.m., Cruises two and a half hours. Uh, you get a private table. Yeah, all the waterways cruises are like that. It's okay. kind of cool. Guided tasting of the wines, captain's narration of sights, cocktails, wine, beer, non-alcoholic beverages available. So I, I take it this is all going to be on Lake Union, right? It's not going to be – And uh, Lake Washington. And Lake go, Washington. They're yeah. not going to go down and do – They're not the, going through the locks or anything. Yeah, okay. In fact, I just saw a picture that the locks were closed for renovation, at least one of them. One of them is, so, yeah. yeah. All right, on Wednesday, November 13th, from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m., it's a Capaletti-making class and dinner at Osteria La Spiga with Chef Sabrina Tinsley. It's 80 per person, plus tax. It includes the class, dinner, and gratuity. Um, And it's an immersive, hands-on learning. So then, once you're done, you eat what you make. They're going to do a pasto, salad, wine, and dessert. And they encourage people to bring their questions, because it's just going to be... The group talking about what they're doing and, and how they're doing it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, November 14th, 5 to 8 p.m., Sustainaboos at Impact Hub. Got to love that name. I meant to look up where Impact Hub was. I don't know. So is, this, is all this booze sustainable? Yes. Is it made sustainably? I, I believe it is, yes. $35 is the cost. Uh, distillers, vintners, and brewers gather to hear about innovative and best practices in environmental sustainability. Well, let's stop using pesticides. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, that'd be topic number one. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Oh, well, there's a panel discussion, breakout sessions, oh, and sustainably it. produced drinks. Okay. So you can taste what sustainably produced drinks taste like. Yeah, and you'll be like, huh. Over and over and over. (laughs) On that same day, all day throughout the city in various locations, November 14th, it's Chefs Plus Together Seattle. This is the event that was started by a number of uh, founding members, including John Sundstrom, Monica Demas, and Brendan McGill, among others. Um to raise money and awareness for the Northwest Immigrant Rights Project to help with direct legal fees, advocacy efforts, and more. Right now, there's over 80 local restaurants, cafes, bars, breweries, coffee shops, and sweet sweet shops involved. Um, So, And any any business in the hospitality industry is welcome to join, and participants donate 10% of the day's proceeds on November 11th. So... If you're hanging around on the 14th, get out there and eat and drink something and know that you're helping some immigrants. Yeah, and there's many of them in our industry. Yeah, that's one of the things. I think that's why that really got started was that there's so many who work in these restaurants. Yeah, you don't see them. Mm -mm. A lot of times they're just in the kitchen and you really don't see them. But anyways, uh, Thursday, November 21st at 6.30 p.m., Tom and Connie's anniversary dinner yes. at Serafina. No, it's the St. Martin's <laughs> winemaker dinner, but that's where we met years yeah. ago. 
Uh, it's going to be $155 per person plus tax and gratuity. Now, we've already gotten about six invites on this, so I'm guessing... They're not full yet. They're not I'm sold guessing. out. Uh, Five-course dinner paired with Giovanni Rosso and David... No, of David Rosso. Of David Rosso from Italy. They bring the winemakers in from Italy all these years, even back when we went so many years. Yeah. Yeah, they had that guy who was... um, I remember one year that we were there, one of the winemakers had all south-facing vineyards, and he'd laid rocks in on top of all the soil. And I guess guess that kind of helped to keep the – didn't have to do so much irrigation. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. But uh, anyways, uh, this is going to be pescatarian and vegetarian menus will be available upon request. That's not the main menu, but they will do that for you. Yeah. Five courses on this dinner. Yeah. Pretty nice. Uh, Monday, November 25th at 6 p.m., it's the Apple Cup Wine Dinner at Daniel's Broiler Downtown. This has been going on for a while. It's a rivalry between Damon Heward's winery, Passing Time, and Drew Bledsoe's winery, Doubleback. And they take each other on on this dinner. But they are... um, not rivals in that they have created a wine together, um, and it's called Double Time, and it's a joint venture of the two wineries. So when you – there's a VIP reception at 5 in the Rick House Whiskey Bar at the downtown uh, Daniels, mm-hmm. and it's 300 bucks for that VIP admission per person plus tax and service, but you get heavy appetizers and that glass of the limited edition Double Time that they did together. Hmm. The general admission is 225 per person plus tax and grat for the dinner. Yeah, just just go for the 300. Don't worry about the 225. Yeah, 75 more. What's Get on. Deal? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we, let's see. Okay, this says, uh, so far we haven't seen much come through on Thanksgiving, but as always happens, uh, Connie will be loading up the calendar with stuff for Thanksgiving Day. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on it if you're looking to go out. Um, make your phone calls, make reservations, whatever you need to do now so that you can definitely get in. Yeah. And uh, and watch our calendar for maybe there's something new you haven't done before. Yeah. The one we do have in is Daniel's Broilers. And uh, Bellevue, Leshy, and South Lake Union are doing a dinner menu from noon to 8, $60.00 plus tax and grat, 20 for children 6 to 10, and children 5 and under are free. It's a four-course gourmet meal, including choice of roast turkey, maple pork roast, wild king salmon, prime rib, plant-based ravioli, or premium steak entrees, and they do uh, ask, put a, an additional charge on that for the steaks. And then the Daniels downtown is doing a buffet from noon to 8, same prices. Huh. So, But as Tom says, there'll be more coming. So so I should have my five-year-old grandson go in and just eat up a ton of prime rib, huh? Yeah. Then he could be like a bird and he can come out and feed you. Just have him. <laughs> you have to regurgitate <laughs> the prime rib to me. That's nice. But cheap. All right. What do we got coming up next year? It is our interview segment, and I'm excited to have Kathy Kingen back. She's a nutritionist as well as co-owner of Salty Seafood Grills. She's going to talk to us about making uh, – making, um, the holidays may be a little healthier. And Good. just what, what to watch out for and what to think about. 
I need that. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Petra Mediterranean Bistro. Take a journey to Greece, Lebanon, Jordan, and the North Shore of Africa by way of Belltown as you dine in a welcoming atmosphere and experience the hospitality that Chef Call provides. Need a quick bite? Drop into the attached cafe or shop for authentic flavors in their adjoining store. Visit PetraBistro.com for more information. Hi, this is Bridget. I live in Ballard, and my favorite restaurant is Monsoon up on Capitol Hill. I'm a sailor. I love the outdoors and all those fresh flavors at Monsoon. Ah. This is Ron Williams from Visit Walla Walla. Welcome to the Seattle Dining Show. We are back on the Seattle Dining Show. I'm Tom Aaron, the publisher. I'm here with Connie Adams, senior editor in front of the house. <laughs> and we have our favorite, one of our favorite nutritionists and one of our favorite <laughs> restaurant tours here in Seattle, Kathy Kingham Aww. of Salty's. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> That's and so serious. nice of you. We love having you on. Oh, thank you. You're always fun, well, and you've got great information. It's always fun to be here. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, this month, we were going to talk about the holidays, because they're coming up. And it's a time for a lot of us when we just say to heck with it about our diet. It's just like, we're, we're going to overdo. We know we're gaining weight. And then, you know, we'll do whatever. Go to gym pass in January. Yeah, everybody <laughs> does that. But there are actually ways we can do better during this time without totally feeling like we've cut out all the fun. And that's where you come in. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so one of the first things I wanted to talk about is what are the worst offenders diet-wise that we see during the holidays? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, for me, I'll just say that um, uh, I have two girlfriends who are so awesome. And every Christmas, oh. one of them gives me Chex Mix, and I'm not talking a little bit of Chex Mix, I'm talking <laughs> a huge jar. Oh, my God. And I bring that home, and I put it in the middle of my kitchen thinking other people will dig in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they don't. It's only me. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, I just whittle away at that thing yeah. um, all throughout the holidays. That's one of them. Yeah. Another girlfriend makes the most spectacular Christmas cookie Platter, oh. not not a bag of cookies, yeah. but a giant platter of everything you could ever imagine, and oh. they're gorgeous and they're delicious. And I put that in the middle of my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my downfall. Oh yeah. Well, last year when I when I received them, I drove out of the driveway and went maybe two blocks and came to a stop sign. And by the time I'd gotten there, I had already peeled back <laughs> the covering and I had eaten five cookies. Oh, my God. Yeah, before I got anywhere. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'm with you. here we go. So put them in the Let trunk. Let me huh? just say this. Let me just say this. 
Um, I think it's not the cookie's fault. Um, I think it's, I think there is some duality here. So, um, you know, they just sit there pretty and deliciously inert, innocently. And, um, and it's me. I'm, I'm picking it up. So offenders, um, I think it's a shared responsibility. Yeah, it's I mean, our fault. they shouldn't look that great, um, <laughs> and I shouldn't be eating five of them right out of the box. So, so what I'm going to say is that it's it is a combination, mm-hmm. and so um, the holidays are so much fun. I really look forward to both of those things, and I enjoy them. But let's figure out how we can do that in a more successful way so that we get through the holidays and we feel really good about ourselves, right? Yeah. So I could stick those cookies in the way back, right, of my car. And when I got home, I could put the cookies down and say to my husband, let's try some of the cookies (laughs) and share yeah. Five of them. Yeah. And then I get to taste all five, mm-hmm. but now I've had two and a half cookies. Yes. Right? Because I shared them. Okay. So little things we can do to tweak mm-hmm. our holidays, our traditions. Um, it's not that we don't want to celebrate the way we've always celebrated, but let's just give it a just a little bit of a spin yeah. in a healthier direction. Yeah. So so that's kind of an idea. Yeah. Um, don't deny. Don't. Just- yeah. Right, yeah, because, you know, it's just part of what makes the joyful part of the holidays. Yeah. So we don't want to take away the fun, yeah, yeah. right? And we, it's fun that you've had since childhood. I mean, your right. girlfriend hasn't been doing those cookies since childhood, but, right, but, but you know, there's been cookies. And, right, it's, it might be your grandmother's cookies. Yes. It might be your mom's stuffing, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Let's, let's just figure out how we can approach this just ever so slightly differently. Yeah. So, I like that. So we can approach it by the food that we prepare mm-hmm. and the food that we choose and then how we operate yeah. personally how yeah. we you know what we're doing it's almost like saying like you're saying we're accountable oh did i say that oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well um, sort okay. of sort of um so you know i mean you just don't want to get through the holidays and then think okay well now for new year's i have to make a resolution yes. and then hopefully by Easter, you've gotten yeah. there, you know, yeah. and that, you know, it's just self-sabotage. It is. So it's not a gift at, at the holiday season, yeah. right? It's, you you know, so give yourself a gift. Yeah. Give yourself a gift and say, okay, I'm not going to do that this year. Yeah. And so one really interesting way to approach that is stand in front of the mirror and look yourself in the eyes oh. and say, this season, I'm giving us a gift. Yes. I am going to whatever. Mm-hmm. What's your goal? Yeah. Just state it to yourself yeah. and then find I'm gonna give some some little tools, some skills oh, good. that um that you can use to, to hopefully help you get there. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. We are all ears. Are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so so I'm gonna say let's not take a holiday from taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So it's ourselves. So, so, um, so maybe you um, decide that I'm going to talk more to people and eat a little less. Oh, okay. okay. So, like, if you go into a party or at yeah. a big dinner, yeah, maybe talk talk a little. Yeah, <laughs> that is a little less. Um, yeah, and if you eat more, then you have to move more. Yeah. Right. So compensations mm-hmm. and. Um, 
And to remember that just because it's there doesn't mean you have to eat it. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? That goes against all my training. I know. All my training. I a know. A lot of people. And just because you took an Uber doesn't mean you have to overdrink. Yes. So um, anyway, but but those are just some principles. But let's talk about some tips. Okay. Okay? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So um, first of all... Um, in the new habit category, mm-hmm. um, let's, when we're, we're going to an event, mm-hmm. whatever it is, don't arrive hungry. Yeah. Okay? So one thing you can do ahead of time is eat an apple. Oh. And the reason an apple is a good idea is because it makes you feel full. It's full of fiber, yeah. right? And, um, and an apple ahead of time and a glass of water and, and now... Get in your car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and arrive with a little something in your stomach. So then yeah. now you're not ar- arriving thirsty and you're not arriving hungry. Yeah. So. Great idea. Um, and it's just in time for Cosmic Crisp to arrive. The oh, new is that your favorite? We don't, I haven't tried it yet. It's not out yet. Oh, Comes in December. Have you had it? I haven't had it. Oh, okay. No. It's a new Honey apple. Crisp. I yeah. love. Oh, I do oh. too. My favorite. But um, anyway, um, then when you get there, um, so in terms of food, um, just limit your heavy appetizer consumption because we tend to not count that. Right, That's true. so you you're, you're eating things before dinner, and then you, and you can't figure out why you're so full. Yeah, you know, by the time dinner is over, because you ate all those little on yes. croute this, and you know, crackers and yeah, cheese. just, Breads you just and... breeze and all that stuff. It's all delicious yeah. and wonderful, but yeah. you know, we tend to forget that those count too. Yeah. So so I say make friends with the vegetable tray right out of the blocks. Yeah. Right, so go go fill your plate up with vegetables and eat those, and then if you want more appetizers, mm-hmm. you know, go back and have a thing or two, but yeah. don't make it all about the heavy yeah. appetizer program. That's a good idea because that's the hardest thing for me. I can kind of control myself at a meal, yeah, and not have a second helping sometimes or mm-hmm. something. But when it's just out there, maybe this is we were talking earlier about how I like to have everything on the table, and he likes to have a buffet. But a buffet to me is never say quit. You know, if it's out there, I can just keep going back. Well, true. And, but and I if like you've... all those varieties. Right, right. But if you fill up with good things first, yeah, then you don't. Then, then you know what? You're you're full. Yeah. Um, and so the 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 amount of the other things that you are going to eat yeah. is going to decrease exactly because you're just like not going to be able to yeah put that much in there. So. Um, Anyway, um, then the other thing is um, move away from the temptations. Yes. So don't don't stand by the food table. Mm-hmm. You know, just move to the other side of the yeah. room and and um, socialize there. Um, and also, don't stand by the eggnog bowl. Oh, oh geez, yeah. That's so full of calories and oh, rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Can I stand next to the Chardonnay table? Well, see, that's another choice that you might want to think about. Yes. You know, don't, you know, don't stand by the wine bar, yeah. right? Just get your glass and go yeah. and go. And talk. 
and go talk, talk more, right? Because yeah. the holidays are really about connecting with people. Yeah. That's where you're really going to get the most joy. It's not about what you consume. Yeah. It's really about the connections yeah. that we make. So and you think about it when you go home and you think about the evening. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking, that was the best foie gras I've ever had or... That was so fun to talk to Kathy tonight. Which one's going to make you happier long term? Yeah, really. You know, that's very true. Right, 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 right. That's, I totally agree. So, yeah, so just don't hover yeah. and hoover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hover and hoover. Don't hover and hoover. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, don't, if you're going to go to the dessert table, bring a friend. Ah. Okay. Hey, you want to share? <laughs> you want to share a bite yeah. of this? You want to share a bite of that? Yeah. You know, it's it's not that you can't have it. It's just you know, yeah. let's create a new habit yeah. of bringing somebody with you when it comes to the dessert, mm-hmm. and and it works. So um, the other thing, okay, so let's talk about. Um, when you arrive in beverages, okay, because mm-hmm. beverages count, yeah, right? So, you know, it might even be just the punch, um, and it has not even any alcohol yeah. in it, but it might Sugar. have melted ice cream in it. Some of these oh, yeah. punches are like... Oh. And they're all sugary, pretty oh, much. Yeah. So. so so let's just, okay, when you arrive, s- say that you're thirsty and... And could I please start with a glass of water? Mm-hmm. Or order your Chardonnay and a glass of water and stand there and drink the water first mm-hmm. and then start in on your Chardonnay because you don't want to arrive thirsty and then just sort of yeah. sip that Chardonnay really fast and then go back for another mm-hmm. one when you could have just addressed your thirst and then just savored the Chardonnay, yeah. right? And once so. you try the Chardonnay, it tastes great. And water no longer is that interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whereas I love drinking water, but once I've had some Chardonnay, yeah. I don't want to go back. Bad. So do that first. Yeah. Well, true. Cut your Chardonnay with La Croix. Well, you can, but mm, you go <laughs> you right can. ahead. All our wine you friends are right really ahead. choking on that yeah. one now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to call it. Let's let's sort of integrate some refreshers in the night because some of these some of these events go on for hours and hours, yes. right? Yeah. So 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 in between, let's have refreshers. Maybe it's a sparkling water. Oh, okay. Um, with some fruit in it or maybe a little bit of cranberry juice, mm-hmm. you know, and a squeeze of lime. Yeah. You know, maybe it's bitters. If you've never had bitters and sparkling water oh. or soda, um, bitters and, and a squeeze of lemon is delicious. Oh, and wow. it has sort of that um, savory um, approach and it's, you know, the bitter and there's something about bitter, yeah. you know, that we get a little bit of that in, in, our, in our wines and, and mm-hmm. in, in some of our alcoholic drinks. Mm. And so I think that that approaches that sensation pretty well. Yeah. And the other thing is it looks like brown liquor in that's your true. glass. So, so if you're just trying to mask that you're, yeah. you know, so, so that's kind of a, that's a, good a fun way. I yeah. like putting a teaspoon of uh, uh, infused balsamic into a sparkling water. You know, that's very traditionally Italian. Mm. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. In fact, you can buy some of those 
um, pre-made, pre-mixed. Yeah, well, they'll you know it comes in a, like a wine-looking bottle, and you oh. add it oh. to water, sparkling water, sparkling water, and uh-huh. it's it's very uh, oh, it's interesting. Lovely. I've tried it. Um, I like bitters better, but um, okay. you know everybody's a little favorite? bit different. There's so up. many bitters now. Oh, there are. But oh, you know oh, what? Yeah. You could be. It could be. Just like a like an Angostura bitters mm-hmm. and an orange bitter. Oh yeah, and mix you know, them. and mix it together, and mm. with a with a little bit of orange peel. So mm. I mean, there are lots of fun ways to approach yeah. it, but um, um, but do something sort of refreshing in between. Then you know, yeah. Then maybe you have another glass of wine later with dinner. Mm-hmm. But but um, but. Try or or just tell yourself, hey, um, I'm just going to have non-alcoholic drinks in in the cocktail hour, and then I'm going to have my wine with dinner. Yeah. Um, I always like to have wine that pairs really yes, nicely with my meal. So, so um, anyway, uh, the next thing that I think um, is really important is controlling your portions. Yes. Okay. So that is key because it's not really what you eat during the holidays it's how much Mm -hmm. and it is a time of indulgence so grab a smaller plate if there are options yeah right so um um uh, like at at salties and on our sunday brunches and our holiday buffets Mm -hmm. um we will often we have larger plates but we also have smaller plates Mm -hmm. available so you can you can moderate by yeah. your plate size. And I always tell people, you know, when you're buying plates for home, buy plates that aren't gigantic yes. or that have a big rim because yeah. it will create a habit of loading up a giant plate full of food that will accumulate on your body over time. So yeah. that's interesting. Um, but size of your plate. Um, and then um, fill your dinner plate with two thirds. Vegetables, mm-hmm. okay, and then, and then, yeah. put the other goodies on. And you have to kind of consider when you're piling on the veggies what's on them. Oh yeah, for because sure. That's another thing that it happens. could be those those green beans with all the um, onion ring. Or onions, uh, yeah, the fried crispy onions. fried onions and the mushroom mm, soup yeah. and that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> yeah, not the vegetable I'm talking about. But it could be a salad with just gloppy dressing on it too. Yes. So you know you gotta you gotta look at it and you gotta yeah. figure out if there's a way to to yeah. moderate it. But um, start with. Um, Smaller portions on your plate, you know, like when when my family sits down mm-hmm. at dinner. I mean, I have four brothers, and oh yeah, you should see some of their plates. They're just yes. heaping. Well, they can handle it. I can't, you yeah. know. So so I can't heap it up. Yeah, and and um, and, and be successful <laughs> in yeah. the long run exactly. like that. Um, but I can um, I can take smaller portions, um, and then wait ten minutes. Just give yourself a little social time, right? Mm-hmm. Talk more, eat less. So you eat your first so helping uh-huh. and then talk for 10 minutes and then wait and see. And see. If maybe you really, I'm not hungry. Yeah, maybe, maybe I yeah. can. Maybe, I, maybe I'm. Could you teach this good. to my cat? Because she's been <laughs> eating giant portions lately and then she gets hungry and she yeah. wants me to feed her more and I won't. Yeah, to paw the paw. Yeah. So it's all about keeping the stomach small, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you if you stretch it out, it wants to be filled yeah. up. So yeah. um, interesting. Um, and just remember, you don't have to clean your plate. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. If you leave just you a little aff- bit on it. Don't worry if people okay. are offended. You yeah. didn't eat it because you don't need to eat it all. Yeah, I'm so full. It was delicious. Yeah. It was fabulous. It was the best ever. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, mm-hmm. they just want to know that you enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it. Where's right? your compost bin? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so those are um, some of the, the ways that you can sort of moderate your behavior yeah. um, throughout the holidays. That's great. Yeah. Those are great tips. So, All right. Now, what about you want to oh, go? Go ahead. I was going to say, what about food? Like, if you're in charge yeah. of the food, oh. what should you be thinking about? Right there. Now, this is your opportunity yeah. to take those traditions and and just give them a little bit of a tweak. You know, just turn them a little few degrees mm-hmm. uh, in another direction, um, and um, and still have them be delicious and feel like. Like your family's traditions. Your family traditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so let's just start with talking about. Let's save the turkey. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot of trends to fry turkeys, right? I mean, a lot of trends. Um, there are a lot of people doing. It. I mean, a it's so a much huge. oil. Oh, oh my God. gosh! And I'm sure it's delicious, but mainly it's delicious because it makes the skin crispy and it keeps the turkey meat moist. But yeah. there are ways to do that and. Without frying. not frying it, but frying is the worst offender. So okay. the best the best way you can prepare a good turkey is to roast it, mm-hmm. um, and in terms of health wise. And then if you if you want to eat the leanest turkey of all, then leave off the skin mm-hmm. and um, cook it upside down um, because then the the fatty parts from you know will come uh, from the underside the belly uh-huh. will come and drip around to the breast which is now upside down uh-huh. and um, the breast is usually the driest part so oh. so those juices will will flow keep that yeah, moist gravity do okay. a little okay <laughs> the cooking um, but uh, turkey is probably the healthiest thing that you're going to have on your plate at yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's pretty lean. But remember that, you know, a turkey serving size, um, which is about, I don't know, somewhere around 300 calories, is about a three-ounce portion, yeah. okay? So that's a, the size of a deck of cards. Yeah. So think about that. So pretty quick, you can have two decks of cards and 600 calories, and it's just the lean turkey. Yeah. You haven't done I, anything naughty yet. Yeah. Like a white deck and a dark deck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a dark meat fan. I love it. I love it. But um, but just remember, portion size matters. So enjoy, yeah. enjoy, enjoy, uh, enjoy it all. But you know. Mm-hmm. Remember what portion size means um, yeah. in terms of calorie, because calories count. You know, that there's no getting around that. It's yeah. energy energy put into your body, which means you gotta put the energy out yeah. to burn it. And and it's very hard to make up that deficit yeah. with any kind of exercise when yeah. you've consumed thousands and thousands of calories. In just one meal. In just one meal. Yeah. yeah. So um it's gonna get stored as fat and and that's that's no bueno. I mean, yeah. that's just not what we want to do. So, yeah. anyway, um, stuffing. I uh, oh, love stuffing. I okay. do, too. Thanksgiving is my mother's stuffing recipe, yep. for sure. Um, 
But I would say, number one, don't please don't cook the stuffing in the turkey because sometimes the stuffing, the turkey doesn't get completely cooked. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, it's it creates lots of health mm-hmm. issues. I know it tastes great, yeah. but um, but cook it separately. Yeah. That's the, the um, safest thing to do with stuffing. And, um, uh, and I would just say, uh, you know, you can... Use whole grain bread in your stuffing. Mm-hmm. You know, organic sprouted bread is yeah. best. Um, and then, you know, to 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 wet the stuffing, maybe a little bit more broth than butter than mm-hmm. usual. You know, we'll yeah. we'll keep it Don't nice and have, moist. Don't they have the Dave's Killer stuffing yet? Come on, you guys. <laughs> you can make your own. I know. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. you can do that. Um, and then just. Try not to heavily salt it. You can, you know, use a lower sodium broth or, or the you know, potassium, the fake salt. You don't um, like it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but but you can. <laughs> I can tell. You I can, can tell taste the, it. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can taste it. Um, so gravy. Um, my, my brother favorite. does the most wonderful thing that I would like to recommend with oh, okay. gravy. He makes the best gravy in the world and one of the things he does is he roasts vegetables with his turkey Mm -hmm. Um, now they don't have to sit in the drippings you can put put a uh, A rack a rack in and lay them on top of the rack Mm -hmm. but the roasted caramelized vegetables um, are so beautiful and then he blends them and he adds that to the gravy. Oh. So oh, puree pureed vegetables yeah. in your gravy. Now now you're adding some great nutrient value but yes. flavor of yes. the oven roasted caramelized vegetables. Ooh. So good. I was just yeah. onions a, and garlic and oh. you know all those things. Yeah. I had just heard a tip the other day and I think I will finally eat pea vines again. And the tip was to emulsify the pea vines and then use them in whatever you want to put them in. Oh. But I don't like to eat pea vines because I feel like I could floss my teeth with them. Well, yeah, but you can but make good pesto. You. you can make pesto oh, yeah. with pea vines. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So oh, that sounds good. Uh, so now, how many vegetables does he like? Four uh, carrots, or do you know? He he does. Oh well, you know just. Just surround surrounds. surround okay. your turkey with vegetables, okay. and then you know they're going to shrink. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. And but but just that's going to help with this wonderful, yeah, robust flavored. And that's gravy. what makes you happy. It's, oh yeah, it's really the flavor. It's a little bit after. lumpy. It's like mm, mm. It's so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, then. Um, Mashed potatoes. Yes. Okay. So mashed potatoes, um, you know, generally have just tons of butter and yeah. cream. But one of the things that's really important to do is you you cook off your potatoes. But now get your big Pyrex four cup measuring cup mm-hmm. on the side and decant the potato water. Mm. Okay. Now then 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 drain the rest of the potatoes. And you can start to mash them or rice them or what do you? Mm-hmm. But add back oh, the, the water, the potato water. It's full of of the starch and the you know salt yeah. and the good nutrients that came out of the potatoes when you uh-huh. cooked them, and all that deliciousness. Yeah. But add that back into the potatoes, and then you can heat up hot milk oh, and yeah. add hot milk 
to your potatoes. Oh, okay. Um, for that that milky mm-hmm. part, and then um, the other thing that my father-in-law used to do is whip up an egg and whip that into his mashed oh, potatoes. Really? So now you've added some protein to yeah. your egg, but it adds a silkiness to oh. mashed potatoes. And then and then add the butter for sure, whatever. Yeah. Well, wait a but second. I got a, to, I got a tip to, on the butter. Oh. Instead of using butter, you use a butter-infused olive oil. Mm. Well, you could do that. And you then could you'd do be that. doing you yourself use, a favor. You could use ghee. Yeah. You know, because then you get some butter flavor, too. Yeah. I think that's a great... Did you say ghee? Yeah. 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 G-H-E. Yeah, we, we love to use ghee. Yeah, it's yeah. no yeah. butter in my house. It's clarified butter. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. so um, so those are some fun. Um, yeah, and you know when you think about it, I, I've always put. I don't usually use cream, but I use butter in mashed potatoes. But you know, if you've got that kind of gravy, I never eat potatoes by themselves. Right. So if you've got that caramelized vegetable in with the gravy, mm. why do you need? The potatoes are just a base for that. Right. So you really don't need all that other stuff in them. You don't. You don't actually need it. And yeah. I think if you if you look at try some of these other things that I mentioned, you yeah. know, they'll be they'll be wonderful and yeah. they'll be yeah. silky. Yeah. And um And you leave all the tradition behind. When you find the stuff that tastes good, you'll move to that and make that over and over every year. Right, right, yeah. right. So mm-hmm. okay. so that's kind of fun. Um then uh, green beans, that green bean dish oh, you were yeah. talking about earlier, yes. Connie. <laughs> oh, it's such a tradition, right? I don't ever make it. I don't actually care for it that yeah, much. Yeah, no. And, and a lot of people um, kind of appreciate uh, a vegetable dish that lightens up the plate. Mm-hmm. Because not, I mean, otherwise you've got heavy glop, heavy, heavy glop, heavy. heavy glop everywhere. Yep. And there's no relief. So we to look for relief, but still kind of approach that same dish. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can uh, oven roast your beans mm. with beautiful mushrooms and maybe some um, chipolini onions oh, yeah. to to sub for the the fried onion mm-hmm. and um, just toss it in you know or spray it with you know if you have a do you have a misto? Oh yeah, yeah, misto. yeah. I do. Anyway, you fill that bottle with olive oil and yeah. then pump it up yeah. and then spray. So then you don't over Use oil it. things. Yeah. Um, but you just oven roast those, oh, um, and okay. that's a fun way. Or you can just blanch your beans and call it good. And yeah. there's there's something really lovely about just that f- fresh spot on your yeah. plate, right? And I love garlic too. Garlic with oh. green beans is yum, really good. Yes. So, so you can toss it with a little yeah. little garlic. I think know. we're going to take a little break here because we're, and then we'll we'll come back and we'll continue this. But I just need to do a little pause. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by B and E Meats and Seafood, your neighborhood butcher with four locations to serve you in Des Moines, Berrien, Newcastle, and the top of Queen Anne Hill. Unique products, great meats, the freshest seafood, and a knowledgeable, friendly staff make shopping at B&E Meats and Seafood the best choice. Hi, this is Kim Jones with the Washington Beer Blog. When we go out to eat, we like to go to Schooner Exact Brewing. They have an elevated menu for a brew pub and a great selection of locally brewed beers on tap. Hello, this is Jeff Green from B&E Meats and Seafood, and you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show.
We're back on the Seattle Dining Show, and it's Connie Adams and Kathy Kingan going at it with tips and tricks <laughs> for the holidays. And, uh, I mean, we've got I, – I just realized as we were in the last segment there, it was kind of kind of coming in uh, pretty long lengthwise, but this is all good stuff, and so I wanted to keep it going. So here we are with part two, so – have at it. Have at it. Well, we were just finishing okay, up with green beans. With yes, green beans. All right. All right. Yes, with bated breath, I'm sure everybody's <laughs> all excited. <laughs> green beans. All right, let's go. Let's move on to salad. Yeah. Um, so salad. Okay, so we're talking about um, how to moderate our, our food prep mm-hmm. for the holidays. So um, salads, you know, Try and, and lighten up on the dressing if you're, yeah. you know, that's the biggest thing because most things that go into the salads are really good. Yeah. So, so just, just try not to do the gloppy dressing salad program mm-hmm. and go with really light things. There are some really lovely um, vinegars mm-hmm. out now, oh. balsamic vinegars. I'm really a big fan of a, of a white balsamic turmeric oh. vinegar that oh. I love right my, now. My new favorite um, is the white balsamic oregano. Oh, oh, that sounds great. It's so good. But you don't need as much oil with these because yeah. they're just so delicious just the way they are. Yeah. Um, sweet potatoes. Okay. that You know that dish with the sweet potatoes and then there's the layer of brown sugar and then on top of that is the layer of butter and then on top of that is the layer of marshmallows. Okay. So... <laughs> I did not know that was true. You didn't know? You never made it, have you? I've never it's made family it. Family tradition. Well, oh I gosh. started a new family tradition with the, with the sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. And what I do is I com- combine the sweet potatoes with, um, and you can even add squashes, mm. um, different squashes, uh, um, uh. but, but um, and onions, and I cook it in apple cider. Mm. And, um, and then I add... Some uh, pumpkin pie spice. Oh, and that and you that's, know, the, the gives spices you the sweetness. Sweeten it up. Yeah. And when you mash that up, or you don't, uh-huh. you can you can layer it in mm-hmm. in, in a beautiful way, and yeah. and um, and just roast it or put it in a round. I mean, you can do yeah. all kinds of things that make it really really pretty. Yeah. But um, but that is a and. People just love it. Yeah. It's just delicious. It gives you all the flavor you want, but you don't have all the sugar. Right. That's great. Yeah. So um, rolls and butter. Do we really need rolls and butter on top of all this? On top of all this. Um, But it's traditional. And um, you can maybe skip this if you're serving. I mean, we don't really need it. Probably no one would actually ask if if it weren't there. Mm -mm. Or just put less butter on Well, if you're going to do butter. Well, Sure. Sure. I think a lot of times we just want the flavor of something, and yeah. it doesn't have to be overdone. This is so true. But, you know, maybe you serve a whole grain bread again. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you can find one that's sprouted and yeah. um, organic, that's so, so lovely. Um, Essential baking sourdough, does a whole lot. Sourdough is a really great way to go mm-hmm. um, also because that's fermented. Um, pop. And sugary drinks. Mm. Okay, so the sugary drinks, you know, we could just, if you're serving it, let's maybe just not do the punch this year, right? And maybe instead you make one of those big, gorgeous jugs of water 
and um, you add orange peel mm-hmm. and clove and you know all spice and, and, and you know make a wonderful wintry oh, yeah. flavor. Yeah. You know maybe you throw in some pretty cranberries too. Yeah. You know and make it just gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. And if you infuse it, give it enough time to infuse, it'll be. Yeah. It'll be People such a will treat. Drink that. Yes, they'll want to. They'll want to migrate over to that. Um, cinnamon sticks in mm. your water, oh, you yeah. know, too. Um, that is a great way to go. Uh, dessert. Let's get back to sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Is caring. So sharing is caring. Yeah. Don't make me share my pumpkin pie. Well, how about your sliver of pumpkin pie instead yeah. of the big yeah. wide wedge? What he is that? actually pretty good about that. He'll say, is that my piece? And they'll say yes. And he'll say, could you cut it in half? He's good. Tom's pretty good about everything. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> kind of annoys out. me. Yeah. He's <laughs> a little irritating. Um, <laughs> um no, but good. He's a good example uh, for all of us. So, so share slivers, not slices. Um, alternatives. What about making a baked apple mm. stuffed with dried fruit and nuts and a cinnamon stick, Ooh. and maybe mix up? You know, just get some wonderful uh, yogurt, some nice whole milk yogurt uh-huh. and add um, a little bit of um, spicing to that. You know, uh, there's some cinnamon or some yeah. mulling cardamom. spice type. Cardamom yeah. would oh, be yeah. fabulous. So um, yeah. so dolloping that instead of ice cream. And now you've got that apple pie Feel. kind of excitement. And it's warm, hot, you know, it's delicious. Yes. And then it's got that ice creamy thing going on yeah. with the yogurt and then the you got the the yeah. huh you I went, need the whole cookbook you need the whole cookbook <laughs> I need this cookbook you need this cookbook <laughs> and yeah. I love the I like different textures so when you're talking about yeah. putting nuts in and yes. things like that that oh, makes me happy oh so good yeah yeah or maybe you poach pears mm. yeah right with some you know star anise some you know mm. you make it just look so beautiful yeah. and you have these beautiful Pears, and then again, use the yogurt instead of ice yeah. cream. Um, or maybe you just, instead of a dessert, maybe you do a fresh fruit and cheese tray for dessert. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's a lovely, very traditional um, mm-hmm. um, way to go. So limit, limit your added salt, mm-hmm. you know, if you can to a certain degree. It's helpful for everybody. Um, and use more more spices, more herbs to make up the difference, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's what you really want is flavorful food. Yeah. And and that's another way to, to get it. Um, so Thanksgiving menus are pretty set, but these are some ways that you can just tweak them a little yeah. bit, you know? I mean, if you, even if you just try one of these yeah. approaches and then next this year, year try next year, one. try another one, um, you know, it would be great it's yeah. it's a it's a step forward right so now um, what about leftovers leftovers because usually at thanksgiving oh, yeah. there's a lot yeah okay so and there's my, all these warnings about don't leave it in the fridge for more than seven days right your freezer is your friend <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah freeze your leftovers and that that way you don't just 
continue to sort of gorge on the same stuffing and yeah. mash, you know, the, the whole yeah. heavy calorie thing for day after day after day, mm-hmm. right? Save it for that day when you are rushed and you come home, you know, skidding into home play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have anything in your refrigerator exactly. to serve, whip those out and everybody's going to be thrilled. Yeah. I love in terms of leftovers, I always want the carcass because oh, yeah. I want to just make a bone broth and I want to I want to make a turkey soup. Mm. I want to, you know, just – and you can throw the mashed potatoes in the soup. You can throw the stuffing in the soup. Oh, yeah. You can – Mm. Yeah. Make, yeah, you can. You don't do noodles or vegetables. anything. Well, you do. can just do vegetables and yeah. and your leftovers, and yeah. and just don't waste anything. There's so much heart, and so much love, and so much time that goes into the holiday food preparation. Exactly. And you know, we want to honor all of that, and yeah. we want it. So, so, um, so that's that's yeah. Leftovers, freeze them. You know, that's f- your freezer. Is so helpful if, like, those cookies, my friend, my yes. if I get home and um, say I get them early in December, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I take half of those cookies and I freeze them, I can bring those out on Christmas Day and oh. serve Christmas dessert. And and I've done this. And and. Honor that friend who put all that love into yes. it, and we toast her, uh-huh. and we and I pass around these gorgeous cookies, and it's, and it's I don't so, have to make dessert. Yeah, you know it's and it's, it's so festive. It's yeah, but but we but then I don't eat them all before Christmas. Exactly, no, or in one wedging lump. it all <laughs> into a <laughs> couple of weeks. So um, right, so uh, yeah. So you're going to be happier in the long run if you just don't overdo it. Yeah. So I guess the last thing we should talk about is if you're going out. Right. You know. Go out. Go out. Go to Salties. (laughs) Go to Salties. (laughs) Yes. What what are the best ways to control yourself? Because, again, this is not really about Salties and what they serve or any restaurant or what is on the menu. They're trying to make people happy. So – what, how do you go out and make yourself happy without – or do you just go with a splurge? Well, okay, so going out is um, a really great alternative because mm-hmm. these days everybody's so busy. I know. It's really hard to, to put together a giant mm-hmm. production and celebrate the holidays. So yeah. maybe sometimes it's great to meet up with friends and go out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do that – you have a menu, and you get to make your own choices. Yeah. So, so you can you can decide there. You know, you're there with everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have, you know, some heavily loaded yeah. calorie dish. You can choose mm-hmm. something that's healthier. You can share plates. You know, small yeah. plates are great. You can share. Mm-hmm. Um, um, agree to to to. Mix and match mix. or something. Yeah, yeah, mix it up. Um, also, another thing you can do is when you get your plate, cut cut whatever it is in half mm-hmm. and just sort of make a little line there and eat that half yeah. and then ask to take the rest home. Yeah. You, you don't have to eat it all in one sitting. Yeah. Right? So, so, so just... That's a good idea. 
you know, the next day you can eat yeah. it. And Tom and I also often will get one entree and split it. And that way we, we either split a salad or get our own salads and then split the entree. Right. You can do that too. You know. Sure. Absolutely. Now, if it's a buffet, like at Salty's, we mm-hmm. have fabulous brunch, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just, we're known for, for our brunches, you know. Mm-hmm. And they are good. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're fantastic. But here's the thing. You can load up your plate with some really, really healthy options mm-hmm. to start and sit down and eat that and then go back for yeah. the other things that are tempting you. But you're not going to eat as much of them because you're full. Yeah. There, the nice thing about, about Salty's Brunch and the holiday buffets that we do is that we have something for everybody. No matter what you're trying to do, how yeah. you're trying to celebrate, we've got it there. Yeah. So. So you get to make your own choices, and 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 uh, and so that's that's a great way to do it. But that, that's what I like to do is when I go to your brunch, I just like to get a, a little scoop of this and a little scoop of that, and one little slice of this, and I don't I don't need to get you know a giant salad, or I just taste all five salads yeah. you have. Well, and there's so much seafood, <laughs> yes. and seafood generally. So you guys oh, smoke so, a lot of it. So and healthy it's for healthy. you. Oh it's yeah, not... we're shucking, freshly shucking oysters. Yeah. We have fresh crab. We have, you know, all kinds steamed, uh, steamed mussels yes. and clams, and we have all kinds of options that are just super healthy. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, uh, roasted vegetables yeah. and lots of salads, and but then we've got you know miles of. Desserts, yes, too. exactly. <laughs> Waffles, but you know, but, a lot of them are little things. You've yes, got they are. They're little. They're and, little bites. Yeah, and you can share bites. Yeah, right. So yeah, the, exactly. these are the sort of the the new habits that we want to pick up. Um, so anyway, um, it's 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 the holidays. Enjoy it. They're special yeah. times. So yeah. connect with people, you know. But just don't sabotage yourself so that when the holidays are over, you're just you're miserable sad. and you're. And you're bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because so, you're already into the new year right. and then you're sad. Yeah. And not, you're like, you know. oh my gosh, what did it happen to me? Yes. yes. Your goal is to enter November and come out in January at the same week. That's a beautiful goal, Tom. Yeah. And I and think enjoy that's a the good meals. one. And enjoy yeah. and enjoy yourself. Yeah. So yeah. And then you eat all your leftovers in January and by February <laughs> you put on five pounds. <laughs> and no one will take you out for Valentine's. <laughs> Kathy, thank you so uh, much for welcome. being here. Thank you for coming oh, in again. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. Yeah. My pleasure. We will take a little break, and then we're going to come back with uh, just a couple more tips and tricks. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Esquin Wine and Spirits. Drop by and check out one of the widest inventories of wines from around the world, as well as local and international spirits, all procured by their expert staff. Is your wine collection ready for a new home? Esquin offers monthly wine store storage lockers in a temperature-controlled environment. Visit their website at madwine.com today. Hi, I'm Erica. I live in Finney Ridge in Seattle, and one of my favorite restaurants is Poquitos. Hi, this is Chef Jason Wilson, and you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. We're 
back on the Seattle Dining Show, and uh, I just want to take a moment and thank Kathy Kingen for coming in and doing the interview with us. Yes. And we don't like to close the show up until we've given you some tips and tricks. So, Connie, what do you got? I've been thinking about um, dining with the seasons. You know, everything, uh, and, and certainly... Frozen products are so much better than they used to do in canned products and stuff, but it's never like fresh. So it's really fun to simply go with the seasons. One, one thing is that you, if something you don't get for a while becomes so wonderful when that season comes around and you're looking forward to it, it, it you appreciate it so much more. It tastes so good. And then also, it is how our wor- world works. You know, there are certain things that come at certain times and Sure, you can get strawberries in December, but do they really taste as good as they do when they're fresh? Yeah. Probably not. So it's really fun to look forward to root veg- vegetables in the fall and berries in the summer. And you did a whole thing one time, a whole uh, Yeah, we have a big chart that about, shows everything that's in season. Yeah, and, and fish, what time of the year certain fish come. Yeah. So that you're really getting the Yeah, we have the proteins freshest. too on that. Yeah. So. In so, fact, they, you know, they slaughter cattle at different times of the year, yeah. and they slaughter lambs and all that stuff yeah. at different times of the year. And, um, you know, I'm always up for Dungeness crab season, so. Mm-hmm. so that's my tip. Just relax and go with the seasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got, uh, I got a couple tips. Um, one of them is that I have been freezing a lot of food, and I mentioned this to a couple chef friends of mine the other night, and they were, their jaws dropped. Um, I'm freezing stuff that you wouldn't think about freezing. Um, I just bought a, a jar of salsa the other day. And so I took out what I wanted to eat at that moment, quarter cup. And then I deposited the rest of that into large, a large uh, format Tavolo ice tray, which does quarter cup servings. Ah. And so I've got salsa in the freezer now. I made guacamole the other day. I've got guacamole cubes in the freezer now. So anytime I made some taquitos, so I can take my taquitos out and heat them up in the microwave. And uh, if I take the guacamole out, you know, maybe a day beforehand, um, I can let it kind of get down to refrigerator temperature. Probably want to make sure you put some plastic over that because it will brown up. But now, were the chef's jaws dropping because they? We're like, are you insane? I'm like, it, what a good idea. We really hadn't thought of it. Yeah. They hadn't thought about going that deep with freezing, but I just get so tired of wasting food. I know. You know, and opening up a jar of salsa and finding out it's got, you know, green mold on it. So. Well, and because we buy mostly organic things, all organic things, it doesn't often last as long. Yeah. So you can't get through it. Uh, my other tip is, uh, it is uh, we are here at the holidays now, so clean your kitchen up. Get mm-hmm. in there and do a little deep clean back there. We've talked about that before. But, you know, I, I did a self-clean on my oven the other day for the first time <laughs> in the 19 years I had that oven. And uh, that first hour was a little bit smoky. But um, I also used uh, just a, a very clean type of... Uh, uh, cleanser rather than spraying it out with Easy Off, you know, putting yeah. chemicals in there. Uh, I just use a little bit of dish soap, some hydrogen peroxide, a little bit of baking soda, and some vinegar, mm-hmm. and made up a solution that was 32 ounces and cleaned out the whole inside first that way, and then put it into the self-clean mode at the shortest amount of time. On this particular oven, it was three hours. Yeah. 
But uh, this is a great time to get your kitchen cleaned up if if you plan to be working in a lot coming up here. I think you've been uh, inspired by like Tom's, the the large company, because you keep creating new cleaning. Uh, oh, Tom's of Maine. Yeah, yeah. You keep cleaning, coming up with all these different things and making your own moisturizers and. Yeah, and I and I, I think I blew it on a pan the other day. Oh, yeah. I tried to clean a burnt up pan with uh, baking soda, and I think it peeled off the nonstick coat. Yeah. And that's a ceramic pan. I might yeah. be able to get it back though. Maybe yeah, I'll try a little bit of Novus on there. Now that seems chemical. Well, I don't know. it's it's semi chemical. I think that's all pretty much earthbound stuff that they use in Novus. But We'd, then I'm going to wash it up real good okay. before I cook with it. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to eat Novus. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. All right. It is time to wrap up. Thank you for joining us on the show again this month. If you're not already a subscriber to our online magazine, it's free to do so. Just visit seattledining.com and click on subscribe free. All right, folks. Have a great holiday. And uh, we'll be back for holiday part two in on the December show. See you then. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Seattle Dining Show. This program is a copyrighted production of Mixed Media and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without written permission of the legal owner, all right? However, feel free to share the link with all your friends on Facebook. Studio equipment for this broadcast was purchased locally at American Music of Fremont Icon. The views and opinions expressed on this show are exclusive to the hosts and guests and do not reflect those of former employees of Bill the Butcher, the Surrogate Hostess, the Beeline Diner, Louie's Chinese Cuisine, the Doghouse, the Five Mile House, Charlie's, the Twin Teepees, Ocean Air, Benjamin's, the Madison Park Cafe, or any other lost Seattle icon. Subscribe free to our monthly magazine online at seattledining.com and join us next time for another edition of the Seattle Dining Show.